Hello, Lily. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here. I am absolutely delighted to be with you, Lindsay, and to be with all of your listeners. I'm, you know, when we had a chance to connect in anticipation of this show, I had so much inspiration after hearing you speak, uh, the transformation that you've gone through in your own personal life, overcoming hardships and challenges. I think you are going to really inspire the audience in what you have to say. So why don't we just get into it? Could you share with us your story of how you have used hope to motivate action in your life? Oh, absolutely. I will be delighted to do that. And um, I think I would like to reflect just a little bit on what the definition of hope is for me, because I think it is going to be very important for everybody. So what I have actually done in preparation for this conversation, I looked up the meaning of the word hope. And according to the dictionary, it seems that the definition of hope is to cherish a desire with anticipation, to want something to happen or to be true. And what I found interesting is that the second archaic definition of trust of, the, uh, of that definition is actually trust. Um, and trust is a belief that someone or something is reliable, good, or honest. And I found this very interesting because it resonates very much with my personal experience and lessons that I learned in life. So from my perspective, trust is something that grows in hearts that have been broken open by pain. And in order to facilitate and grow trust, we need to cultivate the ability to see past our pain, our obstacles, or undesirable circumstances, and believe that life will get better. And to trust is to hope, and to hope you must accept to be vulnerable. Challenges and heartbreaks are inevitable in life. But the way that I see them, they are the growth opportunities and they show the path to unlocking our wholeness. So to go back to my personal story, um, I think that trust plays a very important role. It is something that I had to make friends with. And the way that I see it is that Trust becomes the most essential and fundamental need for all of us. In order to thrive, we do need to have some sense of safety, predictability, and security. We typically don't question if sun will come out in the morning and shine, or if our beautiful planet will continue to support our existence. We trust that we are going to wake up in the morning and that our needs will be met. We must depend on others for our basic needs, supplies, nourishment, and care. All of this contributes to that sense of safety that is essential for us to thrive in life. The challenge that we often get exposed to is how do we continue to trust once when something very unpredictable happens, something that shakes the core of our foundation. 
And I believe that with this pandemics, we are really forced to ask such questions. So these questions become really relevant for every one of us. And um, in the midst of all of that, we need to learn to overcome all of these challenges, betrayals, losses, experiences, and regain our positioning. So in 2002, I was confronted with a experience that really shook foundation for me. My 16-year-old son suddenly collapsed and died of an undetected congenital condition. There is absolutely nothing that could have prepared me for such an event. I was very scared and I was very, very angry. In my mind, like a broken record, the events of that night just kept replaying. Well, I searched, argued, bargained, for some different outcome, I simply could not. And I found that I'm not ready to face the finality of that event. And as long as I kept my focus on that fateful night and how senseless and unfair that was, it kept me feeling stuck and powerless. I found myself wishfully thinking that somehow someone or something might have happened to make this horrible event better, which only perpetuated the notion of my powerlessness. The real challenge with is that the same victim mentality started seeping over in other areas of my life. And it continued to create similar patterns. We all know of a saying that whatever we judge and resist, it persists. And we simply end up getting stuck with that. And that, whatever it is, it starts taking hold of every aspect of our life. So... What I learned is that fear, grief, anxiety are very powerful emotions and they are expressions of unhealed pain. These emotions are actually indicating to where we are suppressing love and where that love is longing to find its way and positive expression. The other extreme that we may usually go to when we stay in that perpetual state of unhealed trauma and suppressed emotion is that it may start affecting our physical well-being and illness usually can take over our body because of strong cognitive dissonance in our mind. And 
from my personal experience and experience of talking to other people and working as a therapist, such events and such circumstances really show up in our life to wake us up, to invite and call us to start evaluating our life. Where are we out of alignment? So it presents an opening, an opportunity for us to step up and discover what needs to be healed. Lily, what an incredible story. First, I, w- I want to express my deepest sympathies for you. I can't imagine what it would have been like to lose a child in the, you know, and in, in, he was so young. He had so much going, so much future ahead of him. Um, I'm very sorry for that. And I I thank you, thank you for your courage to share your story with us. Um, it can't have been easy. It can't be easy to talk out loud about these sorts of things. So I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Thank you so much. It feels to me that you've done something awesome with your traumatic growth. You know, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the concept of of post-traumatic growth, but the idea of growing through trauma and sort of coming Mm -hmm. out the other side of grief and pain um, in a stronger, more courageous way. It feels like um, the lessons that you have taken from there have been very powerful in your life. And you, you said something that really resonated with me, and that was how unrecognized or unresolved grief and pain can manifest itself in a physical way in our body. And I don't think that's something that a lot of us think about, you know, grief and pain feel um, mentally unwell, but the physical impacts in our body are huge. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Yes, absolutely. I mean, um, I, I certainly speak from my personal perspective and my personal experience. And the way that I look at human beings and um, every individual, it's, a, it's in a very holistic way. And we are simply not just our mind, our body, or our soul. There is simply no way to look at those things in isolation. There is an intricate balance between each and every one of them. And when we merge them together, when we bring that unity and wholeness and alignment that comes from deep work, from vulnerability, from our openness to experience life. It is only then that we can become aware of how one impacts another. And I have had to learn how to deal not just with my emotional pain. I had to learn how to deal with the brokenness of my physical body because there was that autoimmune condition that came knocking on my door as a powerful reminder 
that there are things that haven't been fully looked at and healed. And when that call came, I had to answer. For anyone that is listening to you speak, is maybe going through something similar or um, has experienced a traumatic event such as yours, who feels stuck, who isn't coming through the grief, who um, doesn't see a hopeful future. Do you have ideas on where they can start or how they can move through or share how you um, started your healing down your healing journey? Oh, absolutely. That is that is such an important question. And I think that um, awareness of what is available and what is possible is absolutely essential. And my message is a message of hope because there is hope. And there is a way to reach that other side and go above that torment and that deeply turmoil state. And in my experience, I would say that the way to arrive there is through compassion and empathy first and foremost. Start with compassion and empathy for ourselves. And to me, that just means to embrace ourselves, embrace what is happening with the full acceptance, without judgment, without resistance. And then from that point, I would definitely say, reach out and ask for help. Because none of us, is supposed to meant to do this on our own. We do need to trust other people, believe in their expertise, believe in heart-centered approach of people around us who care and who are willing to support us through this journey. So, um, that would certainly be something that I would um, I would highly recommend. That self-forgiveness piece is super, super important. Something I definitely didn't recognize was even a thing that I needed to pay attention to um, in my own life. And it's uh, it's wonderful to hear you call it out. And, and I hope that, I hope that the listeners heard you when you said that, because sometimes we need a little bit of permission to take care of ourselves first or offer, offer that self-forgiveness piece, um, give each other, give ourselves a little bit of grace to be in the moment and to feel those emotions and, and to, you know, um, experience them before we, kind of move through them. Um, yeah. And it's interesting that you say that because research actually suggests that any emotion lasts 
for 90 seconds. So if we can create that safe container and meet that emotion with grace, with love, with acceptance, it will move through very quickly. And oftentimes, we get stuck in narrative, in stories that come surrounding these events and what these events mean to us. And that is what becomes a true obstacle and challenge. Because on that journey of healing and coming to wholeness, it is a process of untangling parts of us that were never ours. Those are parts that have been sort of conditioned, parts that we may have accepted as part of our growing up. It was a very successful coping mechanism and skill that served us as little girls and boys. However, now as a fully grown adult, it becomes an obstacle to who we are meant to be. So um, moving from that place of crisis, survival and uncertainty and stepping into a more empowered state, which is a victor and conscious co-creator requires trust, trust in ourselves and our ability that we are going to move through that experience and that we are willing to take responsibility for choices that we make in our life. One of the things that often I've found is experienced when we are going through grief and trauma is a lot of times we feel alone that, you know, the world is moving on without us. Um, and it can be hard to find other people, um, that reckon, you know, that, that are having a similar experience. You know, you mentioned that it's important to ask for help. Do you have any thoughts on where to ask and, and who to ask? Well, <clears throat> Absolutely. I would say that um, there are definitely two different paths. One which is inward, and it just leads us down to the path of self-discovery and self-growth, of compassion, self-compassion and understanding, acceptance of hardship and hardness and challenges that this event or situation presented to us. So what can be helpful in that state is connecting with nature. I found great solace in just spending countless hours just sitting by the lake or by the ocean or by the river, um, allowing sun to 
bounces off of my face and just hold me and, you know, laying on the ground and just feeling being held and being supported by our Mother Earth is such an important sense and feeling that helps us understand not just intellectually but viscerally that we are never alone that we are loved we are held by everything around us so that would be one step that i would take and then another step of course is reaching out to people we trust such as friends, family members, um, professionals, therapists, counselors. There are many, many wonderful people who can help us guide on this journey so we do not feel alone. That is beautiful. I really like what you said about um, sort of embracing nature and surrounding ourselves with nature and the healing power of of mother earth and the you know i think we underestimate the power of that as well you know the sound of the water or the wind and feeling the grass and the yes. sun on our face i think yeah. um and there's tons of evidence to support that as well yeah. from a physical perspective and the healing powers from a physical perspective as well yes yes and um i would like to offer one story that that was um, very essential and critical in my journey. And that was at some point when I was meeting with some compassionate friends and uh, we had a discussion. Uh, something was brought up to me that really prompted me to think um, and think really deeply. Um, there was a newly breathed mom who grieved so intensely that she expressed her challenge being faced with her son's friends because it was yet another reminder of what she had lost. And that really, really stuck with me because I knew that I did not want to end up there. If there is one thing that stood out for my son is that he loved life and people. And I felt that I need to honor that. And the best way that I can honor that is by facing every day, every single individual, every single creature that crosses my path as a fragment, little fragment of my son. If we go with that notion and that understanding that we are all connected, that we are all united and part of a whole, where I choose to be and where I want to be, is the sea around myself that the whole world is the reflection of my son. 
And it's a reminder of what I had and I still have wherever I look around. What a beautiful perspective. And such a great reminder of, of the little things that we tend to take for granted. And But if we can change our perspective a little bit, we can really gain a lot of joy and a lot of hope from that. Yeah, I like what you said about that perspective, because I do believe that, um, as I mentioned previously, that our perspective in the way we see things, stories that we build around certain um, pivotal moments of our life become an obstacle and at the same time, they present opportunity for us to step up. And um, what I personally love is um, is uh, Rumi's saying of, the wound is the place where light enters you. And I really think that is that is so wonderful and beautiful. And I find it very inspirational because it really, that part of us that is hurting, that is looking for healing, that is looking for wholeness, can elevate us and transport us into a space and arena that goes way above and beyond of anything of who have we ever imagined ourselves to be. It can literally transport us in a whole, whole different new level. So we become victors, we become someone who had transcended from the space of survival into being powerful co-creator and thriving in life, which is a very different perspective. Beautiful perspective, a very hopeful perspective. And since we're reaching the end of our time together, you know that I asked the same question to all of my guests, which is a very nice segue to say that, Lily, what gives you hope? Oh, well, um, with everything that I already said, I think that what I would like to add is, uh, is, is that... I see hope and trust everywhere around me. And every time when I am met with a new individual or someone else that is showing up in my life, I can see that innate goodness. And I can see that same ability to transform our perceived weaknesses into strength and obstacles into advantages. I really truly see it as a portal to becoming someone of a higher nature. And if we are all willing to do that work, to make those little shifts and twists in the way how we see 
circumstances around us, we can really create the most beautiful and the most wonderful world. And Mm -hmm. that is what gives me hope. Well, Lily, you give me hope. And I believe that you have shared a lot of hope with the listeners today. Anyone who is has experienced something similar or is in the is in the midst of a traumatic grief-filled experience. You have offered a lot of hope and thank you so so much for sharing your wisdom with us, sharing your story and your courage. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show and I really appreciate you spending your time with us today. It is my pleasure and honor to be with you. Take care and I'll catch you again soon. I hope you enjoyed this latest episode of the Hope Motivates Action podcast. These episodes are a labor of love. Inspiring conversations with hopeful people make my heart happy. If you also love this episode, it would be amazing if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Five stars if you're into it. It's these reviews that encourage Apple to promote this podcast to their network. And the more people that listen, the more hope we can spread into the world. Don't forget to check out the show notes of this episode to find all the links to my guests, books, and other resources referenced in this episode. You'll also find the link back to my website where you will find additional support and resources for you, your team, and your community. I truly believe that the future will be better than today by taking action over the things we can control. And hearing from these guests on these episodes, I know that even more hopeful future is totally possible. I'm always looking for inspirational guests, so if you or anyone you know would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out. You can find me on the contact form of my website at expertinhope.com or by email at lindsay at expertinhope.com. When I was a teenager and my sisters were leaving the house to go out for the night, I always made it a point to remind them to call me if they need me. It was my way to tell them that I cared and would always be there for them. I'd love you to know the same, so all of you listening out there, call me if you need me. Again, thank you for your love and support of this podcast, my work in hope, and your intentional focus on making your future better than today. After all, hope without action is just a wish.